Welcome, I'm your host, Jeremiah Latimo, and this is Gates of Perception. The totality of the universe is it's just perception. And uh, it's how we perceive things. And uh, there are no facts, only interpretations. The, the psychical events are facts, are realities. And when you observe the stream of images within, you observe an aspect of the world, of the world within. And so, you see, the man who is going by the external world, by the influences of the external world, say, society or perceptions, sense perceptions, thinks that he, he is more valid. Don't relate yourself to any person, anything, any idea. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you've been enjoying the recent episodes that I've been putting out, just leave me a comment, leave me a review, let me know how these episodes have been impacting you. Your reviews, your comments, they help me a lot, they mean a lot to me, but they also support the podcast in reaching others that might find value, that might resonate with the content that I'm sharing. So if you do have five to 10 seconds of your time, please do that now and feel free to also share your input, any questions, anything that you want to hear me talk about on a podcast episode, drop that down below and I'll be able to see it and I'll be able to consider that in the upcoming episodes. Awesome. So with that, let's get into today's episode. So what I want to talk about today is the most repressed, the most misunderstood energies within the world and within ourselves and that is dark feminine energy and dark masculine energy the reason these energies are so misunderstood is because they're so repressed so today i just want to talk about what these energies really are what they're not and how these might express themselves through you and ways in which you can bring them more into their clean, authentic, and embodied expression. So before I go into that, I just want us to get an understanding of what dark energy is and what is the difference between dark energy, shadow energy, and evil energy. So most people think that these are all the same thing. So when you go into religious spaces, when you go into spiritual spaces, when you go into even psychological uh, realms, these are often like seen as one expression. When you hear about darkness in a religious institution, they're talking about evil. And when you hear about darkness, let's say in masculine, feminine work or uh, psychological work, they're referring to the shadow. So oftentimes, these three very distinct and unique energies are all conflated and identified as one thing, which they aren't. Shadow is the repression of a specific type of energy or a specific type of quality of who we are, right? An attribute of who I might be that is repressed or over-identified with, So shadow isn't just manifested from repression or suppression, it's also manifested from over-identification. So shadow means my unintegrated self, the parts of me that I have not brought light to, 
Darkness is not the same as shadow, though the repression or the over-identification of one's darkness does and will create a shadow, but darkness is separate from that. Darkness is referred to as dark not because it's evil or because it's bad or because it's wrong or because it's inferior to the light. It's referred to as darkness because it's closer to the earth. It's closer to the ground, to the soil, to the roots, to the origins and to the genesis of our being. So whenever you look at, let's say if you had a microscope and you could look at beneath the soil of the earth, there would be nothing but darkness there. If you were to shrink yourself and live in the roots of a tree, you would see nothing but darkness. So that does not mean that there's something wrong with what you're witnessing. There isn't something wrong with what you're surrounded by. It just means that you are closer to the earth. So darkness, our own inherent darkness, is just our primal energies. So as human beings, we are, there's a part of us that is essentially animalistic, primal, and completely instinctual. So evil is actually removed from both of these energies, but it is sometimes a byproduct of these energies. Like shadow, when it's in a distorted form and goes unchecked, can become evil. So evil just means anything that is against life, anything that is against love, anything that is against nature, and wants and possesses the intent of destroying nature, destroying life, destroying love. That is what you call evil. So you see, these energies are very unique and each express themselves very differently. So you can be in your darkness and have no intention of destroying life, destroying nature, destroying love. You can be in your shadow and still not possess that intention, right? You could actually be craving for love while you're in your shadow. Because oftentimes our shadows are repressed aspects of us creating safety for themselves. So that could mean becoming controlling, that could mean becoming neglectful of the partner, that could mean becoming very dismissive or defensive, right? So these are just ways in which the shadow self has learned how to create safety for itself. And that safety usually blocks out love and connection, which is the very thing that the shadow is trying to get met, right? This is why it is very different from evil or darkness. Darkness is already rooted in love. It's leading with love. Shadow means to lead with fear, not love. This is how you can distinct between the two energies. All right, with that, now let's get into what is dark feminine? What is dark masculine energy now that we have that understanding? So dark masculine and dark feminine energy is an important aspect of our being. So with dark comes light. So each of us have a light masculine and light feminine aspects, which I won't get into because it's very, very prevalent in our culture. It's very prevalent in the world. And you can just understand light feminine, light masculine as those gentle parts of us, right? When you think of the light feminine, that's the nurturing, that's the loving, that's the caring, that's the compassionate, that's I see all things as one right? And that is also the light masculine. So the light masculine is very connected to consciousness and is about expanding consciousness, 
right? So the light masculine is able to recognize itself as beyond the body. It's recognize itself as the soul itself. The light masculine is embodied in what we call prophets, saints, and messiahs. So they embody that energy of the light masculine. And the light feminine is embodied in what we see as nuns, what we see as saints, what we see as priestesses, what we see as very deeply loving mothers. Now, the reason that the dark masculine and the dark feminine are so repressed is because we over-glorify and over-worship these light aspects, right? And patriarchy supports us in that because the reason women feel very closed off and very afraid of accessing their own dark feminine energy is because patriarchy, religious institutions often repress and support women in repressing that aspect of themselves by saying, no, you need to be loving, not destructive. You need to be nurturing, loving, and all sacrificing, not fearlessly loving yourself and cutting out anything that would take you away from yourself, right? So the culture itself promotes self-abandonment from a very early age, right? It, it promotes self-abandonment. It promotes self-betrayal. And most women are receiving that messaging. And oftentimes, the parts of themselves that they end up abandoning are their dark feminine qualities, which mean those parts of themselves that can stand in their truth, that can watch the world fall apart and crumble and burn while they choose to remain grounded in who they are, right? And so that looks like trying to keep the peace all the time. That's that light feminine without any dark feminine integration. That looks like always trying to keep the peace, always trying to be liked by everyone. That shows a lack of dark feminine integration because the dark feminine isn't concerned with being liked. That doesn't mean she's rude, impolite, and an asshole. It just means that she knows that her energy is precious and not everyone is going to understand her. So the dark masculine is also very, very repressed and misunderstood. And the reason this, both of these energies really are very misunderstood and repressed is also because we don't really have healthy examples of either one of them. There's not a large majority of men and women and people in the collective that are actually embodying healthy dark masculine and healthy dark feminine energy. All we see mostly is that shadow expression. So this is why we would conflate and confuse the two as one thing. The dark masculine energy is very vital to men and is very vital to the world and where we're at right now. So the integration of the dark masculine energy actually allows you to cut through the bullshit, right? Like if you're in a relationship right now where you're like, is this person somebody that I need to be with? Or are they really abusive? Or they are somebody that is manipulating me? The dark masculine energy allows you to cut through the illusion of what they're presenting to you as love or connection. So this is an energy that essentially has a penetrative presence to it because it's like a sword that cuts through reality and is in favor of love and truth. And because it's in favor of love and truth, it is okay with standing on its own. 
It is okay with standing in the truth and what it believes to be the truth of its values, of its beliefs, of its principles, no matter what the world looks like, no matter how the world meets and responds to it. So this is another example of how this can look like when it's integrated within you is that when you go to a family gathering, right? And let's say you've changed your diet you've become vegan, or let's say you've changed your stance on a political situation, right? And your family is very Republican or Democratic, right? And you've become a leftist or you become a liberal, whatever it is. You've just found something that you discovered as the truth for you, your own personal truth. And that is what you resonate with. That is what you feel is authentic and genuine to you. In the midst of their discomfort, in the midst of their disagreement, their shaming, or their belittling of your experience, you can stand firm in who you are and what you know to be the truth, right? So the lack of that dark masculine integration looks like looks like you shrinking yourself to appease the people around you, to appease your family, right? But the dark masculine energy actually provides you with that backbone to even say, I'm not okay with this. Please don't speak to me that way. Please don't judge or minimize my beliefs and values, right? The dark masculine energy is the part of us that actually supports us in having a fucking backbone in moments when we need it the most. And that backbone manifests as boundaries, so when everyone here is talking about enforcing boundaries, enforcing boundaries, setting boundaries, it's very important. This is a dark masculine aspect of ourselves. So the dark masculine energy allows us to protect and shield our innocence, our purity, our gentle and more sensitive parts of ourselves. That's why the dark masculine energy also is seen as like this warrior energy as well. Because when you see a warrior go out into the battlefield, right? The reason that that warrior is going out to the battlefield and is willing to die and is willing to slay a thousand men is because he is willing to protect those he loves, his tribe, his community, his family. He's willing to die on the battlefield and is willing to kill a thousand men just to protect those that he loves, right? This is the same in our own ways of relating to ourselves and the world. I am so willing to cut you off as a partner, as a friend, or as a family member to protect the innocence within me. Your judgments, your criticism, your mischaracterization of who I am actually invites me to abandon my own innocence, right? Allows me to lose sight of my own innocence. And I won't do that. So another aspect of the dark masculine energy is, as I mentioned, it has this penetrative presence and penetrative quality of itself. And so that looks like this desire to dominate and conquer. And remember what I mentioned earlier, that these are primal energies of the human being itself. So that means that in nature, you witness lions, wolves, tigers, uh, deers even, uh, all of these animals, even a dog, if you hang around with a dog and a cat, they have this energy about them that is very dominating and territorial, right? To which they claim what is theirs and they guard what is theirs. And so there's an aspect of that pursuit of what is mine 
that looks like conquering. Like I'm going to conquer this piece of land, or I'm going to conquer this property right here, or I'm going to conquer this woman that's the object of my desire. So the dark masculine energy is this pursuit towards what it desires and what it feels that it wants and wants to claim. So in relationship to the world, this can look like, hey, I want that job and I'm the best fucking candidate for that job. And I'm going to make sure that this, this industry, this company knows that. That's dark masculine energy coming through and being channeled to assert ourselves, to penetrate the world and let our truth be known, be visible and be seen and recognized by others. And that can also look like in a relationship where you may want to be with a woman and you know she has a hundred other people that are pursuing her, that want her, that are interested in her. Your ability to recognize that that is your woman, that is the woman that you want to be with. That is the woman that you know you are best fit to love, adore, and create life and an empire with. Your ability to look at that woman and to bring that energy forward in how you communicate, in your embodiment, in your level of presence and devotion is dark masculine energy. And the reason this is also difficult to talk about is because we have very few examples of it embodied and in its healthy expression. This is why it's often scary to women to receive that energy from a man, because most men don't know how to express it in its healthy, clean, and mature way. But beyond the distortion, beyond the shadow, it does have a purity and an essence to it that is actually deeply attractive and deeply desired by the feminine. This is why you will hear a lot of women claiming that they desire ravishment, that they desire to be claimed by their partners in a sexual way or just in a way that they feel like, damn, this man wants me, like he wants to be with me, like I'm his, I'm his partner, I'm like he has eyes for nobody else but me. That is the dark aspect of the masculine that I'm talking about right now that is capable of bringing that forward into the relationship. And the reason why this satiates the feminine is because the feminine has a very core desire, and that desire is the desire to be desired. So when the masculine is in this expression and it's healthy, that need, that part of her is satiated, is aroused, is awakened, and is deeply met. Because when a man is in that energy, he knows that this is my woman, not on some property shit. But like, this is my woman. This is my partner. This is my wife. This is my soulmate. This is my whatever. I've been with this woman forever and I'm going to be with her forever. So that is an energy. So that energy can come through in many, many ways. And one of the most healthy ways that it can come through is that level of devotion, that level of commitment, that level of, yo, I don't see anybody but you. I'm, I'm rocking with you. I've been rocking with you and you're my forever. That's, that's a level of security that very few women feel from their men. And most men try to express this, but it comes out very distorted. It comes out very abusive. It comes out very like, hey, I own you. Like, you're not going anywhere. You're staying with me and I'm going to control every move. Right. And that's that, that shadow. So, so it's very hard to express this energy, especially when you don't have an example of what it looks like, but also when you're not really 
aware of your own trauma, your own upbringing, your own insecurities, your own, let's say, inadequacies, right? And you're filling that void through this avenue of embodying this dark, quote unquote, masculine energy, which just shows up as shadowy, which shows up as controlling, which shows up as dominating, and it shows up as being very emotionally unsafe for the partner that you're with. So now I want to pivot and talk about the dark feminine energy because I just shared a little bit about what the dark masculine is not. And so now I want to get into what the dark feminine is not. So often the dark feminine is confused with the shadow feminine. So I'm only going to talk about the ways in which it's confused for dark and wild feminine energy, because I think most people have an understanding of what the shadow feminine is, but most of us don't really notice that what we think is being dark and being wild in our feminine energy isn't really that. It's actually very shadow and wounded in its essence. So this is where most people get confused. Women most often, and even men at times, they're like, wow, my woman is like accessing her dark feminine energy. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) It's not at all. When a woman is very combative, when a woman is very difficult, when a woman is very emotionally dysregulated, dumping and, and, and belittling and is okay with emasculating a man, that is often confused as dark feminine energy because the dark feminine energy has a quality of seeing through the bullshit, right? Cutting to the truth and saying, yo, this is what it is. Like that oracle essence, that oracle archetype of the feminine. But oftentimes, like emotionally dysregulated women that are very difficult, that aren't able to receive the love of a healthy man, often confuse themselves with being in their dark feminine energy. Abusing, belittling men or belittling the things that men bring and provide and the qualities of the masculine, like not honoring and respecting the masculine itself as as an essential energy, as an essential component of a relationship or or life in general like belittling the role of the masculine itself is not dark feminine energy and most women are in this energy thinking that they're wild and dark when they're just very wounded by the imprints of the masculine right so when you're you've gone through a lot of trauma with the masculine you have a very strong detachment from honoring or respecting or being grateful for what the masculine provides, what the masculine protects in you, or what the masculine offers offers to you. And so that just means that there's a lot of healing that needs to take place with the relationship with the masculine. But anything that manifests from that lack of healing is not dark or wild. It's dysregulated. So you have a lot of women that are abusing men, belittling men, emasculating them, taking them out of their role of as, as, as leader or provider, or belittling the things that they are providing, right? And calling that, yo, I'm in my dark feminine energy, right? When you're just emotionally unsafe. So it's important to recognize that what we talk about when we say dark feminine energy is a healing that has already taken place with the relationship with the masculine. Because you're no longer leading from fear. You're leading with love. So the reason you may be controlling or emasculating or belittling or abusing uh, the men in your life is because you are operating from fear, 
right? You're afraid of something happening. You're afraid of betrayal. You're afraid of abandonment. You're afraid of whatever has happened to you before happening again in another form. So that's shadow. That's all shadow. So people that are looking to embody dark masculine energy or dark feminine energy have to clear the imprints of power. And what I mean by power is the abuse of power, like power over others, power over nature, power over your body. Like you have to clear the imprint of that energy, that frequency from your body, from your energetic body, from your heart. You have to clear those imprints in order to discover what the clean energy of that looks like so that you can then express it. Because if somebody has expressed this power, right, over you, over your body, over your voice, over your choices, what happens is you essentially become enmeshed with that energy. And when you try to express your own dark masculine or feminine energy, it shows up in the way that you once experienced, right? This is why people say hurt people hurt people is because we don't know how to clear the imprints of the energies that we've been directly impacted by. So if our mothers were abusing their dark feminine energy or their dark masculine energy and having power over us, over our bodies, dictating what we did with our bodies, dictating what we did with our lives, right? That is an abuse of power. And if our fathers did the same and maybe beat us, harmed us, verbally abused us, whatever it is, that is an abuse of the power they had in our lives. So clearing that imprint allows us to access a more pure, pure expression of that energy itself and to find and discover what that looks like when it's expressed through us. So dark masculine and dark feminine energy are power, like they're the embodiment of power itself. We need to understand that power that requires the subjugation of others, that requires people to be below you, people to feel less than you, you to feel greater than others, is not power. Power that is not sourced from within yourself is not power. But we've often only seen this expression of quote-unquote power. We even believe today that men are in their power, like men in power. Oh my God, there's so many men in power. There's no women in power. Like who the fuck do you see in the world are men in power? Those are men in positions of power, right? There's a difference between being in a position of power, like a CEO or a president or a leader of a community or an elder, but that doesn't essentially mean that you're in power itself you're expressing from a clean, pure energy of power itself. So reframing how we view power is important because if we're trying to reconnect to our own power and find a way to relate to it in a healthy way, right? Because we're all in our own ways trying to find ways to form new relationships with our own inherent power. Because we all have been given a lot. We've been given a lot of gifts. We've been given a lot of talents. We've been given a tremendous capacity for love, for change, for the perpetuation of fear. Like We all can do this. But it's about how do we use that power that we've been given. It's already there. This is not something you have to try to access. This is not something that you have to try to fucking figure out how to use. It's just about how are you going to choose to use it? How are you going to choose to express it? 
So coming back to what this dark feminine energy really is in its clean expression is this great capacity to hold our brokenness, to hold our grief, to hold the parts of ourselves that feel abandoned, wounded, or misunderstood. So that's just one big aspect, but this aspect is very important. When it's not integrated, it looks like us running away from our grief. Our culture is missing this dark feminine energy because when we think about grief, our culture doesn't support us in grieving at all. Like even when you think about wintertime, when it's a time to mourn, it's time to give thanks for what has gone, and it's time to be in our bodies, be present, slow down. Like we don't have a culture that supports that process, right? We have a, a culture that uh, supports us in running away from that process or avoiding it, right? Which looks like in the dead of winter, people getting ready for the new year, like people becoming hyperproductive when they should be in their bodies slowing down, right? And so our culture doesn't really support the accessing and the integration of grief. So dark feminine energy allows us to hold our own grief. And so women that are not in touch with this aspect of themselves look like being hyperproductive when they need to be in their bodies. Our incapacity to hold grief allows us and gives us permission to leave our bodies, to focus on what is the next thing to do, right? Not what, how can I rest? How can I just be with myself and be with the parts of me that are dying? And that's probably why we also don't, you know, end relationships when we need to. Because we don't know how to hold the grief that happens after that. The ending or the death of something. We can't fathom or hold the parts of ourselves that are going to mourn and grieve that experience. So the other aspect of the dark feminine is sexual sovereignty. So the reason that this is really suppressed and repressed in women is because the sexual sovereignty of women has been used as a scapegoat for thousands and thousands of years. Like men have used, especially in religious institutions, right? We've denied the responsibility to our own shadows by using the feminine and her sexual and erotic and sensual nature as the scapegoat. And that looks like in the Bible, talking about the reason that Adam you know, made the choice that he made is because of the sexual, erotic, and seductive nature of the feminine, which looks like blaming women for the sexual violence that they experience at the hands of men that are unintegrated, that have no control over their, their emotions and their desires. It looks like having women change their clothing, change how they wear and change how they dress to, to have men control themselves around them, right? So we are continuously using the sexual, erotic, and sensual aspects of women as a scapegoat to our own inabilities to manage our emotions, to manage our feelings, to manage our desires, and to manage our lustful nature. But because this is happening on a collective level, women also internalize that because they are a part of the whole. So if us as a collective has integrated that as truth, so women as a collective then are also subjected to be programmed by that. Because if the collective believes it to be true, right, then on some unconscious level, 
you're also going to confuse that as your truth. This is why us as a collective believe that darkness is the same as evil. Is because on a collective scale, that is the overarching narrative. So it takes deep work to actually unlearn that and create an individuated self. To create a self that is removed from hive mind thinking, removed from what the collective believes and is able to form your own truth on the matter that is derived from your direct experience of it. So the dark feminine energy can be embodied by men, and it's important that it's embodied by men, which I will get into uh, later. But it's important because this energy allows us to feel and welcome all experiences, meaning that we turn towards the part of ourselves that feel broken, that feel unworthy, that feel inadequate, and don't run from them, don't try to control them into a different expression, but we can meet them with love, understanding, and, and in the capacity to hold their truth, right? Not reject them, not judge them, not turn away from them, but to meet them. And so this is that loving motherly presence that shows up in a different way. And so we don't really have this capacity because anytime we're met with a part of ourselves that feels afraid, it feels broken, we just shrink and fold, right? It's like, oh my God, I shouldn't be doing this. Oh my God, I should walk away from this relationship. Oh my God, I should probably like try to change what I'm feeling right now so that I don't feel whatever is going on inside of my body. That shows a lack of dark feminine integration. And that manifests as manipulating ourselves, manipulating our bodies into a different expression, ignoring our own feelings on a situation or, or ignoring what is going on inside of our bodies because we want to make somebody happy or because we can't hold our own pain. And this is the aspect of the shadow feminine that is manipulative. So it's our work to clear, as I mentioned earlier, the inference. And this is why I don't recommend that women take this and run with, oh my God, I need to integrate my dark feminine. Or to, for men to run with this and say, oh, I need to integrate my dark masculine. What I'm talking about are polarities that exist within all of us. I'm not talking about bringing this forward into your relationship. I'm talking about integrating this shit within yourself. Because this isn't about preserving polarity. I don't teach that. I'm talking about your inherent wholeness. When your dark feminine is not integrated and you're operating from your shadow feminine as a man, that is not integration. That's going to show up in your relationship. So it's just as equally as important for you to integrate that aspect of yourself as it is for women. And the same goes both ways. Like what I mentioned about dark masculine energies, that level of loyalty, that level of devotion, that level of commitment, that level of being able to cut through the bullshit, like grab a sword and cut through reality. And it's like, yo, I, I'm not, I'm not fucking with this, right? This doesn't work for me. And I will burn it down if it has to go in order for me to feel free and liberated from the things that aren't true, things that aren't supporting me, the things that aren't serving me. That's dark, fem that's dark masculine energy. Everybody needs that shit, Right? Everybody needs that. And our capacity to hold grief, all men need that. Most men don't have this capacity. That's why we are hyperproductive. That's why we are constantly looking for the next thing to do. Because we don't know how to hold our grief. We don't know how to be with our emotions. We don't know how to be with all of us. 
not just the light and the fun and joyful and very wise parts of us, like the parts of us that don't feel any of that shit, that are just deeply sad or just deeply hurt and deeply wounded by the world. If we don't have our own dark feminine integrated, then that is also going to be expressed in its shadow form, right? So the integration of these energies is a is, is a remembrance of our inherent wholeness because we're looking at ourselves from this entirely different perspective of like, oh, I'm just one thing and I'm operating in this quadrant of my being. When it's like, no, I'm all of these things and how can I create room for each of these parts of myself to be expressed in their authentic and genuine expression? So the last thing I'm going to share is just some tools to help you guys clean up this energy. If you've noticed yourself operating in shadow feminine or operating in shadow masculine, here's some tools to kind of clean that energy and kind of bring it back into its more pure expression. This will work in cleaning both of these energies. So one is making sure that you're asking for consent. So both of these energies only operate once consent has been granted. So dark masculine energy can look like you offering somebody advice and being very upfront and very loving about what you see in them and what they need to change, what they need to grow in, whatever it is. But you cannot do that without consent. So unsolicited advice is shadow form. Like you're not leading with love if you're offering somebody just insight and advice that they didn't even fucking ask you for. So consent allows you to clean that energy developing a practice of asking for consent before you give feedback, before you give advice, before you hold somebody, before you do anything, right? Hey, are you available for this? Hey, I have a loving reflection I would like to share with you. Is that okay with you? Right? Cleaning up that energy starts by you require by you requiring consent before you even engage with that part of yourself. The other thing is going to be, have you been operating in one of these energies more than the other? What I mean by that is if you very much identify with dark masculine qualities, right? If that's controlling, if that's penetrating the world, if that's conquering, that's being in your power and being assertive. If you find a lot of comfort in being in that expression, then these other aspects of you don't get any room to breathe that are sensitive, that want to, you know, slow down the pace, that want to take a pause from the, the all of the shit that you're doing in your life, all the things you're accomplishing or whatever it is, that might mean that you're expressing that dark masculine energy in an unclean way. Because over-identification creates shadow. It, it manifests shadow. So it's the same with anyone that's over-operating in their dark feminine energy, right? If you're very rebellious against anything that takes you away from yourself, right? but also find yourself in this kind of testing of the masculine, right? If you find yourself constantly testing the masculine rather than appreciating and being grateful for the masculine energy that you're around or that you're receiving, it might mean that it's time to kind of step into a different expression. And that can be for yourself, however it looks like, but just practicing gratitude, practicing praising, practicing appreciating what you've already been given, right? And so the last piece is going to be, how did my parents or how did my caregivers express dark masculine energy and dark feminine energy? And what is the connection between what I identify with, 
what I suppress or what I reject in myself. So I'm going to answer this as an example for something that you guys can explore within yourself. So dark masculine energy was expressed by my dad in a very abusive way. Like I was physically harmed. I was verbally abused all the time. And there was this energy in which I was essentially conquered by my dad. Like anything that I chose to do was within the limitations and the boxes that he created for me. So I didn't have a lot of freedom. I didn't have a lot of like room to find and discover who I wanted to be. But that was the energy of power that I was around for 20 years of my life. So that ended up expressing itself through me as a very repressed self meaning that I actually pushed against power. I didn't want anything to do with power itself. Like I didn't want anything to do with how power expresses itself, uh, dominating, being assertive, like asserting my will on the world, penetrating the world. I wanted nothing to do with that. And that's where my pendulum swung, is that I rejected it completely and I became something that was opposed to that rather than finding what was authentic for me. So this is just an example. And in my own way, I'm finding my way back to the center. I'm finding my way back to what's authentic for me. And I know it's not power that's scary. It was about how power was expressed and acted upon my body, acted upon my choices, acted upon my will. And so noticing for yourself who in your life express power from a place of abusing it, express power from a place of being above you, express power from a place of dominating you. How did that change how you related to yourself? Did you then become that? Your pendulum swung towards that direction and you chose to also become that same thing? Or did your pendulum swing the opposite way where you chose to reject that thing, but you also continue to attract that in your life? So if your pendulum swung the opposite way, it doesn't mean that you're not, you're still not subjected to recreating that dynamic. Power is kind of being imposed on you and you're just receiving it and against your own choices and against your own uh, desire. So feel free to let me know if I missed anything. Uh, let me know if what you guys received from this episode. Let me know if you found any value in it or if it resonated with you. And feel free to share it with anyone that you feel will also resonate with this. And with that, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. And I'm going to wish you guys a beautiful day and a beautiful evening. And I'll see you in the next one. Peace.